0: Welcome back, Powerhouse Fence Show, presented by MFC Manufacturing and Simpalo. I'm Zach, the other host. This is Dan, the host.
1: The other other host?
0: We're all hosts.
1: We host it all.
0: We're hosting. All righty. Yeah, uh, now
1: that's out of the way.
0: Are Zan, Zan and Dak here? Who? That's what it says.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't. Maybe they're over there. <laughs>
0: uh we're not here nope we're live. we're not live we are here we are not live tonight this is a no. recorded episode um so that's a that's that just as an it might say live on the thing there uh here we are what do we got going on i'm reading some quick notes honestly you guys i uh, did not do my homework so i'm going to be struggling through this episode just a little bit Um, like cramming
1: technically, (laughs) I only finished this agenda about five minutes ago. So it wasn't, uh, you you didn't really have the opportunity to check it out like normal. So Zach's just, uh, kind of jumping in and doesn't even know where we're going.
0: That's the best kind. I do see scheduling pains. I'm familiar with scheduling. I'm familiar with pains. Mm -hmm. Um, a recent pain I've started experiencing. I'm 40. I don't know if y'all knew that I turned 40 in November. You oh, may happy, or may not believe it happy birthday thank you thank you uh, only a few days late <laughs> in addition to i recently went to the optometrist in addition to the 40 talk your eyesight's gonna get worse you might need reading glasses uh i also Wait, have started why'd you go to the optometrist oh that's a good that's part of the story right so in addition to being 40 um So I went kayaking over the weekend here locally. We have a river called the Wolf River. It's not the most beautiful thing, but it will suffice if you need to get some outdoors times in with your family, um, you know, spur of the moment without having to get up the river a little bit. It's pretty decent. Right. So we started called like the ghost river up
1: there. Well, That part's gorgeous. We were
0: not quite at the ghost, but somewhere in between the ghost and then here in the city where it starts to get a little yuck, this river is fed by runoff from Memphis street. So, uh, as with any street you know there's some trash the that industrial cuts, area that kind of stuff yeah. so no we went out east um uh, kind of uh arlington area uh you know where that is maybe not everyone no does, one but listening it's, knows it's east of the city in the suburbs and so it's a little bit nicer there's you know some acreage out there and stuff so this is not being fed by just pure trash runoff either way so we went out there for a Spur of the moment. I text my buddy who owns a boat and I thought it's Labor Day weekend. Um, You know, what are we, what's he up to? And we can tag along, hopefully catch up with him at Pickwick and jump on the boat. At which point he informed me we are about to put in in the Wolf River out Carterville Arlington way. And uh, so I said, let's do it. I woke my wife up. Uh, She, she was uh, still asleep. The kids are still asleep. And I'm like, we're going to kayak today. So, uh, You know, so that's how I, I do a lot of stuff like that. I'll wake up at six and get an idea that we're going backpacking and we just keep moving and sometimes make it sometimes don't, but so that was the labor day plan. Go to the Wolf river kayak. I I've done some pieces of the wolf before two hours, three hours. Um, I didn't know what we were getting into. And then on the way out, he says, Oh yeah, this is a six hour float. Um, the river's full of trees. And there actually is some area where they got some rip rap to. Oh,
1: you said a six hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Six hours, six hours, which I mean, it's not nothing, but it's not the usual couple hours we do after work on a Thursday afternoon right. or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Tidbit of the story. My kayak has had, <laughs> suffered some abuse in its lifetime uh i got it for free because it had a big dent in the nose or the hole or whatever and uh so i patched that a couple of different times it's leaked since some and,
1: gorilla glue uh,
0: no actually i used a jb weld two-part marine epoxy Ooh. which is some handy dandy stuff man mm. you can mix it put it on underwater it cures wet it's amazing but wow. so it worked and then i did you know, flex Seal. Feel free to sponsor either JB Weld or Flex Seal. (laughs) Yeah. So I've done that a few times. Recently, the back of the boat sprung, had a crack in it. It's kind of old and dry rotted. So I didn't even think about that when I was rushing out the door to pack up lunch and you make it six You were just too excited, man. Yeah, man. So I packed up a bunch of PB&Js and some grapes and got some LaCroix sparkling water, you know. Is that that Italian?
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Is that the same as that? What was that stuff we drink in Vegas? Pellegrino or what? What is it? So the the Italian. Pellegr- can Pellegr- you say
0: it? San Pellegrino? San Pellegrino.
1: Oh, pellegrigio Thank you, Zach.
0: Right, some bubbly kind of water. I don't know. Oh that gosh, dangles, it was man. it was
1: disgusting. <laughs> Zach's like, oh
0: yeah, let's I get some it. of that. I no, love it. No. I love it uh either way so you know i loaded up that kind of stuff and uh jumped out there and went and so at some point i don't know maybe an hour in an hour or so in uh my boat started feeling wobbly and i had my five-year-old riding with me in the sit on top kayak and noticed uh we were sitting a little bit lower in the water and i had a little bit less control over the kayak and all of a sudden we just are underwater basically. The boat just went underwater, and I'm out, and she was out, and uh, the waters. I mean, it's three feet deep, so I grab her. No big deal. No, nothing real scary. The only thing is like, hey man, we are an hour away from where. On a six-hour. Cart- <laughs> trip and now your boat's at the bottom of the river yeah so case in point the boat sprung a hole i lost my glasses we did whatever we could scrambling i didn't have the handy dandy jb weld we had to use some random target brand two-part epoxy and uh you know and uh applied that to the back of the boat and waited and uh the cool part about this that i think is pretty cool is i I got my daughter in with my wife and her kayak that was intact still she probably, floating she probably inspected hers before she even got <laughs> in the water uh like a smart a responsible adult and uh so what i ended up doing it's to sit on top so it's basically just a bubble you know so i was like well the bottom's got a hole so I, the top doesn't i'll just flip it over so i flipped it over and uh ratchet strapped a ratchet strap around and use that as a handle kind of like riding a bull i just yeah. strapped my one hand in and paddled the river and, rodeo uh, Yeah, man. And so there's uh, there's some photos of me out there somewhere floating down the the wolf across the I think I started to mention there's some riprap in there that creates like some rapids and stuff and uh, rapids, quote unquote. But, you know, you go across some fast moving water across rocks and so managed to navigate my way partially down the river on uh, the boat upside down. Lost my glasses. Here I am contacts and that entered into pains. Uh, you know, pains of being 40 and pains of having a hole in your, your kayak, but the whole time all week, I have some really, really cool friends and I, I was pretty embarrassed for being kind of a bummer on the trip, but everyone's like, you know, if we just jumped in our kayaks and floated down successfully and there was just balloons at the end and everything went, you know, perfect with no, there, there's no adventure no in there. fun. There's yeah. no adventure in that, you know, and the guy guy's with is a real ingenuitive guy and he, was you know, really enjoying the opportunity to try to fix the hull of the boat on site? And I mean, we got pretty crazy with it. At one point, we, it, it leaked the whole time. So, I mean, for the next five hours, we were stopping, emptying the boat out of, you know, dumping out the water and trying again with the epoxy and all this. And at one point, we we're like, let's, you know, you wouldn't take Portland and just mix it with water and smear it on the boat, right? Or, you know, what pour a a footer so we're sort of like okay so if we think of this epoxy as the portland we're gonna need to add some uh some sand some aggregate mm-hmm. so we, we started mixing sand in the pot whatever so that was that's that that's but it that. worked i mean i'm here yeah and you survived the the boat treacherous. W- went waters. to the curb immediately
1: <laughs> wow so at least you made it out man
0: yeah it was and like i say there's the there's the story and yep. i think that story will live on and entertain hopefully uh you know many more people to come
1: so <laughs> now we know why zach does not have his glasses on today hey so as zach's drinking his coffee here if uh if anybody wants to be a coffee sponsor let us know we always uh <laughs> so we, we always buy some coffee before the show and uh, have it door dashed here so just uh reach out if you're interested in that <laughs>
0: What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought we had one. I didn't know where these coffees were coming from. Yeah, that's just me. (laughs) Just me, man. Just me. (laughs) I guess
1: thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Cool. We I'm glad everyone enjoys it. (laughs) So um let's see. We gotta talk about some old business, some processes. We've been talking about processes every time. Oh, wait, first. Where's our uh where's our listener from? Belgium? brussels yeah so shout out to the listener in belgium they've listened to every episode that we've done that's pretty cool awesome of course everybody else is just here in the u.s like we have no canada we have no nothing but this one person in belgium that likes to listen to us so that's pretty cool yeah yeah but um anyways so the processes so I'm feeling the pain of people that go software shopping right now because we've been looking for like a project management CRM type of software and we've been going through some demos and doing all this and you know every time I wind up just like scratching my head and like all right try to remember what all I just saw because you know if you take a software like that's capable of doing a lot of things and you try to fit it all into a 45 minute window or you know 40
0: minute window or something
1: like that i mean you're just like boom 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 boom.
0: that one we just did it was so fast i know it was so fast hold on that was a part of okay
1: okay what what does that other button do what does that (laughs) button do there was so much stuff that like we didn't even touch
0: on one hour presentation didn't really give the full scope of what this stuff can do that's right i'm glad that you're the one who's exercising a little discretion there because there were a few times where i was just like okay just just buy that one let's just right. buy it yeah we need it i want it that looks like it does good things okay that's the one
1: yeah and you know it's kind of <laughs> funny that uh I, I think that's how people do uh, that's kind of how i would do in the software world too but I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying sure, my best, sure. and it's it's not easy.
0: But I'm shopping. I need. I'm a little overwhelmed. This one's here. Okay, let's just get one and get it. After you it. look
1: at six cans of beans, you're just gonna pick a can of beans, right? Right. You're not gonna keep reading. So, it is painful. Um, but we're trying to go through that. So, if anyone has any suggestions about any software that we might look at, I don't want to hear them. <laughs> we've seen
0: enough. <laughs> don't give it to us. <laughs> Yeah. Leave it to Dan. Leave it to Dan. Please defer <laughs> all questions to Dan. Yeah, or whatever We're already
1: complaining. We're complaining about having to
0: do these demos and asking for more. So, yeah, maybe that wasn't a good idea. No, nah, no, nah, I'm into it, man. I'm into it. Anything that really can make our job easier. And by easier, I don't mean so I can do less. I mean to make me more efficient. Yeah, you, you want to leave at I lunch easy- every day, don't you? What's that? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to stop eating my lunch and dinners at my desk. <laughs> 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 yeah. And breakfast. I do that. Well, really, that. you eat like all five meals a day here, right? Five, the five that I eat here. Yeah. And then I eat a couple more when I go home. Yeah. You know, which I don't think is any of y'all's business. Right.
1: <laughs> I just know that because I got to experience
0: that in Las Vegas. <laughs> hey,
1: oh. Dan, I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, Zach, what are you? I'm in my room. What are you doing? Nothing. I bet you can't guess what I'm doing. Dan. Oh, gosh, this is getting weird. All right. I'm, move. A, I'm eating a, again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to wake up at 2 a.m. for a snack. Yeah. All right. So um working on the software, trying to find something for us. Also have been working on like articulating a, a vision statement for Memphis Fence specifically. So that's a I don't know, that's a little bit challenging when Do you want
0: to dig in that or just roll over? No, nah,
1: we are just going to mention it, man. Okay, and just that roll. That's good. I don't know. We we got a lot to talk about, so okay. Um, we have a job posting out for an estimator project manager person. So, if uh, you know anybody that's maybe interested in that, then tell them to call Zach.
0: That is cool. Yeah, call me
1: for that. Um, anything else?
0: No, I mean, I'm I'm shopping uh shop foreman. Yeah, for the that's iron true. shop ornamental iron fence fabrication and uh, the manufacturing manufacturing that's right and some kind of little bit of overview of the of the powder coat situation um which i've gone as far not only we're using our social media but i'm using my personal social media page to plug like as an individual so i'm sharing the posts from memphis fence uh and then also posting at personally from Zach shoes, Facebook page to see what we can attract, you know, or drum up there. That's not, it's a kind of a specified uh, job position.
1: Yep. You know? Yeah. If it's kind of a niche thing. Um, especially if you want somebody that can build fence, build gates and help with like management and oversight and things like sure. that. So it's... if
0: there's software that could do, do that, cause I currently am bouncing back and forth from the office to the shop. Um, more frequently than usual, as kind of the interim shop foreman, yeah, so to speak. So kind of doing a little more oversight
1: form. than normal, yeah. So you need some cameras over there that you can like talk through. Be like, hey, yeah, right. hey no, right,
0: stop that. I know. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's you know, big brother stuff, that's, man. That's too far. Um, and I have, I felt a lot of times i've had i've had to say hey i didn't walk over here just to see what you're doing really Mm. you know which is i like obviously i want to know where they're at and the progress they're making but that's never been my goal a buddy of mine who's uh in a different field but he says you know when i see the boss coming i just he calls it bird dogging. when i see the boss come bird dogging i just stop working (laughs) until he's gone i don't do anything (laughs) So I would say you got a pretty decent team going over there. Yeah, man. A bunch of young people who, which we talked about that a couple episodes ago about this kind of like lull in the workforce, but I have in the past, uh, I guess two weeks can say, Hey, I'm experiencing something a little bit different. Uh, I think I mentioned hiring a one kid fresh out of welding school. Who's about 20 years old. Um, our candidate, internal candidate for shop foreman, um, I say candidate because it's not a sure thing. Obviously, I'd love to hire someone with some experience, but um, she's pretty young. Um, Most of the people that are really like our star players right now are, you know, early 20s. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not young, young, but it's significantly younger. When I started over there, I think I was in my early 30s. And so we've talked a bit about that kind of gap where it's like, you know, 35 to 40 um you get some guys with some more work ethic or kind of a more mature i don't know if it's maturity different time whatever we've been saying you know but at
1: least you have more years for experience
0: true true Right, but it just you know and when i was managing the shop too it seemed like 20 something like i I got to where i was pretty disheartened about hiring a guy in his 20s Mm -hmm. because they'd work a few days their work ethic wasn't real strong a lot of just kind of uh aloofness i guess was kind of the whole the general attitude like have to be told consistently in order to stay busy not a lot of initiative that's the word i'm looking for so you know
1: not a self-starter
0: right not self-motivated yeah you know we've talked i'm really i'm teaching that i'm having to teach that so uh but yeah man i'm really excited about having some some young people in here that are doing good and proving me wrong about what I've called the Peter Pan generation <laughs> who never want to grow up, you know? <laughs> right. So,
1: so that's good. Um, so now Simpalo. if you've never seen it, check it out. It's a fence estimating software that we built. I have not used Simpolo all week. Actually. So I've been working on building a product for Zach in Simpalo right. to, uh, Calculate all the material that you need to custom build a
0: fence instead of just the panels. I'm super stoked. I just haven't had the opportunity. A lot of what I've been working with now is just kind of seeing some quotes we had already produced and following through uh, these bids, estimates, proposals to the end and sealing the deal. This week has been a lot of that kind of work for me. So,
1: Well, I mean, and it's not really done yet anyway. So, I mean, you could see it partially done but hopefully
0: hopefully uh maybe next week well what we're talking about i guess for those who are unfamiliar with simpalo is uh software and estimating software i'm gonna do a real quick overview but it essentially does takeoffs and what we've done what dan's working on now our products were limited to privacy vinyl and chain link and now so what that means is dan's now developing a product for ornamental fence as well, is that
1: correct? Yeah, so we had a product in there for a panel calculator, so it would tell you how many panels. So if you were doing vinyl or pre-built ornamental or anything like that, it would work. But I'd never built one that actually would calculate all a full breakdown of material for like a custom-built iron job, and that's what I'm working on. So that's anyone, cool. like anyone, could build their own products so, in Paulo. You can start from scratch or modify
0: the stuff that's already in there or whatever. You don't. What they, you don't that, have to wait for me. That will enable me to pull out a material list, which will also then function as a cut list. Yep. yep. Straight off a set of plans. So that's pretty cool. So I can take a set of plans, draw some lines around the fence line, and then calculate based on whatever I determine the length of my panels is. And it'll tell yep. me how many panels. It'll tell me my channel cuts, quantity of channel, quantity of post, length of post, number of pickets, caps needed, finials, number of finials needed, all that stuff. length of link length of pickets, and basically i could just hand that to the shop and i mean in theory but that's it'll where we're get looking you close get. it
1: might not be exactly what you're looking for but it'll get you really close
0: that's how good that? man that's exciting
1: so uh let's learn some italian how about the oh word?
0: i'd uh, like to do some i've been i want to work on like a an introduction to the in the segment of i would i wanted her to draw up a you know, a little goofy Italian character, or maybe I throw off my hat and put on a beret or something. Oh, we just ridiculous. What if we just? We have a segment here on Powerhouse. So, uh, Ilaria is oh. our. Let's your intro music. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Ilaria is. Working as our producer tonight, she is the marketing director for Memphis Fence Company and all of the other brands and stuff. And uh, she is actually from Italy and speaks Italian. So we have this, that's why we have the segment of Learn Some Italian. That's yeah. how we say it here. And so, you get to see me fail and Zach do pretty good every single week. That's
1: how it's She been. tells
0: me the week before, and I practice. Oh, you've been all practicing? That makes isn't sense. Isn't that right?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Somehow you nail it, man. You nail it, and I'm just
0: terrible at it. All right. So, in this segment of Learn Some Italian, how do you say coffee sponsor? Cafe?
2: Cafe. And sponsor? Sponsor del caffè.
1: All right, so that's not really the word. You see? No way he
0: practiced that. And on, like, look, he got it. On this segment of Learn Some Italian with Ilaria. You, you should can say, say my name. I can't. I okay. just say Ilaria because it's funny. I, I can't.
2: I know you can It's okay. I try. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. We're
0: never going to do it. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Sorry.
2: We lied. Schedule. We are not going to do it.
1: Schedule but- is the word. <laughs>
2: Programmazione.
1: No, yeah. that's not one word. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. Again.
1: Yes, please.
2: Programmazione.
1: Can you use it in a sentence?
2: Fully in Italian. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'll make it easier. Programma.
1: What? That wouldn't.
2: It's a synonym, and it's it's probably easier. It just came to my mind.
1: But that wasn't a sentence.
2: Oh, Sorry, I just wanted is programma better. Il programma della settimana è impegnativo.
0: And go. what does that mean?
2: That the schedule of next week is going to be busy.
0: Mm. Programmazione.
2: Good job. I even gave you the easy one. It was programma.
0: I know, I didn't want that. It was too much of a cognitive what? for programming. What's program the hard one? I don't like that. <laughs> What's the hard one?
2: Programmazione.
1: <laughs> uh, I can't even do it. <laughs> hey,
2: it's better than usual.
1: Hey, I got a C that time. A D.
2: The last time you got an F. I know. This time, I think you got a C, yeah. Oh, look
1: at that. Moving up in the world. <laughs> all right, all right. So, I want to share a story of something that happened this week. Zach's already heard about this. But I had a contractor, I don't know, a month or so ago call me up, and he says, hey, I need some submittals for this job because the owner will not re- will not issue us a contract until we have submittals. Sounded kind of weird. It was a local company that I know, and so I just kind of went ahead and rolled the dice and went for it. Did the submittals, got them turned in. In fact, got them back approved a couple weeks ago. The guy calls me up. He's like, "All right, I'm ready for you to go ahead and get your material ordered. You know, we're we're going to need some post out here in about three weeks, so." Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, but yeah, we'll we'll need some posts here in about three or four weeks, and so go ahead and order the material. I was like, all right, you know, I I still don't have a contract, I don't have a purchase order, I don't have anything other than you calling me and telling me this, and uh, the guy says, okay, well, let me let me see what we're gonna do. I'll uh, I'll work on getting you a PO or a subcontract or something along those lines. All right, cool. So the guy calls me back about three or four days later, and he's like. I uh, hope you haven't ordered that material yet. And I said, no, what's going on? The guy says, well, actually my boss told me he found somebody cheaper to do the job. So after I've done submittals and I've kind of like pulled everything back out for the job to do that. And then I went through, figured the whole material list uh, got, you know, post list and everything going and it kind of sent that back to the supplier to get a quote on it and all of that stuff. And uh, no, nah, we're going to get somebody else to do the job. So just want to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> just, uh, make sure you have some kind of commitment, like something in writing, you know, cause I very easily could have already had the material ordered and not even asked him for a PO or a contract or any of that, and just been stuck with it and had to kind of fight that fight, which, you know, just is
0: messy if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to say welcome back yeah (laughs) no I know I know what you're saying and I wanted to add to it the job that I was going on about this morning is a job that we decided to extend submittals prior to receiving a contract then even after so we did get the contract which is great yeah Um, but then after having had submittals signed off on it they came back and said oh we thought the fence was going to be radius panels instead of segmented yeah and they've had
1: submittals for like (laughs) a couple of weeks three weeks whatever we've we've set post on the job everything and they still didn't even know what they were getting so
0: you know people, it goes man, all kinds people. of ways no, it goes no. all kinds of ways man but you know we went out and did a little gate repair well actually a big gate repair a giant slide gate had been hit by a semi truck and was in like a huge curve i mean and uh we went out and then you know a couple of hours the guys sent me photos and were like oh straight is new yeah so some things you know not that those are apples to apples in any way, but you know some things are a little more complicated and than, than they have to be. And, and some
1: things work out better than you thought, and some things don't. And I, so,
0: I, you know, I've I've wanted to attribute it specifically to the contractor, uh, but we do work for them, and it's not always like that. So, you oh, know, you're talking
1: about your radius segment sure. people. Oh, it, I'm telling you, it's the owner on that job. <laughs> I don't know why, but that contractor and that owner are a terrible combination. And so, in fact, we uh, they they had sent us a request to bid something else, and I was just like, "Ah, nope, I'm not interested. I'm gonna tough it out. I'm yeah. toughing it out." Yeah, you're so. getting it done. You're uh, you're more patient than me, I guess. Because I figure I think they get crazy, man. It takes a lot to like make me do something like that. I'm a really patient kind of person and I know. you know if you you push it to that point like you've done something so yeah but anyway so uh hey this show's supposed to be about schedules we are 27 and a half 28 minutes into the show and we've yet to mention anything about a schedule so what do I know about scheduling sorry i don't know sorry about that <laughs> um sorry about that listeners but <clears throat> anyways here we go here's the scheduling part so uh first before we really get into this there are good superintendents there are good project managers let's there talk are about schedules good all right <laughs> there are good people to work for out there and then there's some that are mediocre and there's some that just suck uh kind of like and then you know there's these situations kind of like where what he's talking about where we work for this contractor pretty regularly, but in this one scenario at this one location, they're just extra difficult. And I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of circumstances that are just outside of our control and situations we don't know anything about. And we're kind of just the punching bag at the bottom of the food chain, I guess sometimes, but, um, anyways, so when you set out to bid a job, a lot of times there's a schedule on -hmm. the front end, you know, especially if it's like a a new construction renovation kind of thing uh, the job he's talking about, it was like, put a fence up here. So it wasn't a, you know, f- there wasn't like a set of plans or anything no, else like that. But,
0: relatively relaxed,
1: kind yep. of an informal type of a job. I yep. mean, really. So so
0: there wasn't a schedule for that. But in fact, do they? is there a schedule yet? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I've extended to them okay. a commitment to finish within a certain time frame, but okay. that's it. We'll finish. I mean, I give them a couple of weeks, oh, okay. you know, within a week. I'm saying four to six weeks from the date of okay, start. Yeah. And, you know, these guys, I have been on the phone with them and emailed with them once or twice a week since mm-hmm. we started the whole process. So right. Yeah, I mean, they're they're in the loop. Hence the whole neediness thing you
1: mentioned. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when you see that schedule in the bid documents, you want to look at it, right? Because – I love it. Well – okay don't get too excited about it but you want to look at it and it's going to give you an idea of like the duration of the project right wait i saw an electric floss water the other day need to get you one of those it looked like a tennis racket but somehow it like zapped the bug when you hit it or something yeah so uh, anyways i don't really remember what i was saying but there is a schedule schedule
0: in the in the bid documents
1: yep, yep. so that schedule is going to give you like a tentative time frame for the job so it's going to let you know is this a job that has to be done in the next 180 days or is this a job that's going to last for four years right it, it's going to kind of like narrow that window down or for 30 it. days right exactly so when i just go yeah right nope move move on <laughs> Uh, well, you remember a couple months ago, somebody wanted us to bid some gates and automation and all that stuff on, it was another school, it was a school, can't remember, but anyways, it was like these custom built iron gates, roll top gates and all that stuff, and they wanted them done in like two weeks. Yeah. And so I gave them a stupid number, I was like, look, it's not realistic to have it done in two weeks, if I have to stop everything else that we're doing and piss off every other customer we have, it's going to be worthwhile. And I mean, I just explained to him like the reality of the situation and needless to say, we didn't get the job, but, um,
0: well, there's a couple of points I want to make without getting too far off track with this on the scheduling thing. One, um, our last episode, we talked with Tony and we talked to, he mentioned, and he, we talked about redlining, um, the contract contracts yeah so that's one thing where and so we've talked about that knee-jerk reaction to just agree to whatever they say because you want the job but i've also said uh, i've received a contract from a contractor and it said 30 days to completion i just email them back and say hey hey this says 30 days is there anything we can do about that i'm unable to meet that as a deadline and then they say okay no big deal tell mm-hmm. me when Um, so there's that option then the other thing we had you mentioned a school and oftentimes the pressing point with government facilities schools whether they be private or government is that they receive grants they have a timeline stipulation on the grant and so as far as the timeline's concerned it doesn't matter so much about finishing the scope of work within the designated timeline as it does about invoicing within the timeline so sometimes that game works a couple of couple of scenarios where sometimes
1: some... at a school they want it done before the kids are back well true so i mean there's a
0: ton of different scenarios but i'm just and saying situations. you know there's some there can be some wiggle room and you yep. never really know unless you develop that kind of relationship with your customer an email and with a question it never
1: hurts it never hurts to ask right for so. sure anything i mean it doesn't hurt to ask but um yeah so we've talked about this on the show before that we built some fence they said uh, in the original schedule that came out oh, when yeah. it was, uh, you know, like in the early part of construction or even in at bid day or whenever it was, they, they had a schedule to be on site this February.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we, you know, bust our butt, built a bunch of fence, had it sitting over here ready to go. And then I, so I start emailing them, you know, probably in like January. Hey, you know, how are we looking? Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, we're going to have to push you back.
0: All right. Now I see why you said don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah because i because of this experience i wasn't thinking about this job in particular that's right (laughs) i was thinking about the ones where they're good and they lay out a schedule for us and Mm -hmm. extend that to us so i don't really have a whole lot of responsibility as project manager to build out that timeline right know, but eh. yeah it's uh
1: frequently uh pretty well useless like it it does put a sequence in order so i guess that's worth something but
0: but anyway, so in February, yeah. you're emailing with them and they're and then what are they talking about? Uh, yeah.
1: they're they're like, no, 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 no. We need to push you back probably to like April or May. Yeah. I think it's kind of where we started. And then we got to April or May. And then, oh no, we need to push you back more. Anyways, long story short, it was like late August by the time we got to the job site and were actually able to start anything. Of course, went out there. The site wasn't as ready as they thought it was there was still grading that needed to be done riprap in the way piles of dirt in the way you know typical stuff and so they actually uh like hired us on a time and material basis to do some grading work for them which was i to my knowledge that i think that's the first time i can remember a, a general contractor hiring us like that but we uh we had some guys up there with skid steers pushing dirt and you know getting the site ready for us to put the fence on top of it so that was interesting but that's neither here.
0: we've offered yeah (laughs) there have been a few times where we offered to do some tree removal and some brushing landscape stuff and and they normally have a heart attack they want their own guys yeah i
1: mean imagine i'd imagine so yeah so sorry i'm back so anyways um like i said the schedule kind of puts things in sequence but more than anything to me it just lets me know an approximate duration of the job Um, and you know, the fence is normally a low priority thing. They're not really going to pay too much attention to the fence until it gets time to
0: install it. It seems, and I mean, a couple of, well, several experiences, uh, I've had, it seems like the fence is kind of the bottom end. Like you say, the last thing to be thought about. And it Mm -hmm. seems to me like the budget has been exhausted to some degree by the time we even bid the project. And so that kind of makes for in certain a lot of situations, but sometimes, yes. So that's an interesting thing. Obviously it is most times the, one of the last things to be installed, And that's too, really so. going to come into play when you have something comes up that needs a change
1: order and you're <laughs> like, Hey, we need some more money because this is not what it was supposed to be. And, you know, then they'll say something like, Oh, I have to go back to the owner and ask for more money. Every time I've done that for the past six months, he's yelled at me. I really don't want to be a part of that, but right. You know, here we are, man. You want the fence. Like, I mean, we want to work with you and everything, but we're not here to do it for free all the time. So right, right. we do that accidentally enough. Um, yeah. So I like to say nobody cares about the fence until everyone cares about the fence. Right. You know, kind of it's the back burner thing. Nobody's paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, we got to get it done. I think we've talked about that a little bit here on the show. And then the next
0: thing you know, the superintendent calls you and then you can immediately get an email from the project manager. And then then, like
1: seven layers up of, you know, the hierarchy (laughs) at the general contractor's office is calling you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, man, I found out 10 minutes ago. Like, y'all, right. y'all give me a second. I'll
0: get a call or email, and then I don't even have time to like confer with you prior to the hey, they're on the phone with me now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just, I didn't, I haven't, I, can't, I, haven't, I haven't done it. I've any... only read half of the email.
1: Like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's how it normally goes, man. So we were doing a job, uh, actually, at a school again. Isn't that weird? And so this job had, it was a black vinyl tennis court, it had six and five eighths terminal post and I think four inch line posts, but it may have been all six and five eighths posts. And so I get a call from like an intern project manager kind of person. You know, this was the first time they had ever like used a phone themselves on a project. (laughs) And they call me up and they're like, Hey,
0: (laughs) wait, is this thing on?
1: Yeah. Right. Hold (laughs) on. How is this working? I mean, (laughs) so, uh, so he, he calls me up, and he's like, hey, I need you to come out here and start putting these posts in. And I was like, uh, man, those posts take like six weeks to get. Um, you probably should have told me before the day before mm. you want us there. And so, you know, I kind of argued that. And so they, they wanted us to put in galvanized sleeves in the concrete they were pouring for this tennis court. So <laughs> buy galvanized pipe to make sleeves out of well then we get out there and it just wouldn't work like we couldn't get the sleeves to stay up where they were supposed to da 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 so then we have all of these sleeves that we turned into bollards so they weren't wasted but then we had to buy a sauna tube so we buy the sauna tube and basically just give it to them and their concrete guys are going to install it well then they go and install the sauna tubes and pour the concrete in the rain and you know sauna tubes are cardboard So like a wet sauna tube is not going to do anything. So what did they do? All of them collapsed. And so then we wound up having to hire somebody to core drill the holes for us to put the post in there. And I mean, through like 18 inch, because it was like at the edge of the, you know, at the edge of the slab where they had their footing going down and all that stuff. And it was like 12 inches or 18 inches thick. It was crazy. Um, So I started arguing with him. I was like, man, you know, we spent something like $7,500 on this job because you didn't like, you know, I, I was like, y'all didn't tell us when you were going to be ready for us. And that guy told me, he said, open your contract and look at the schedule. And so this wow. was like four months after the fence was originally scheduled to be on there. And I was like, all right, so your title is project manager. Like, what are you supposed to do? Because it sounds to me like you're supposed to manage a project. And anyways, you know, we fought a little bit. We wound up just eating it. And I mean, there was nothing we could do about it. So it sucks, but. So they did stick, they were on schedule and they wanted to They were like four months behind schedule. So this was in like October, November. And they told me I was supposed to have that stuff ready to
0: go in July or something like that. I was like, man, Uh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're saying you are responsible to have been ready. That's right. Because stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Because that schedule was included (laughs) in the contract. And I mean, technically, yeah, they were right.
1: And like I said, I wound up eating it. So we made a commitment to share the mistakes that we've made. There's one.
0: Yeah, I got uh, some, a bunch of posts we cut brought in cut powder coated sitting over there right now just waiting on the call i was joking with the guys uh just an hour ago like they're like when are we going to set all these posts i said i don't know be ready for them to call tomorrow who knows and yep. what's going to happen is we're going to you know f- be sliding down the fire pole in the middle of the night with <laughs> you know at the sound of the whistle to jump out there and set posts whenever yep. they say come out here and set the posts.'
1: so that's what we try to do that's <laughs> obviously the best thing to do is to just be ready most of the time, people are going to pay for stored materials. So, sure. like if you order it and you have it sitting here, you can send a bill in for stored materials. So you're not just out of pocket. But um, yeah, so kind of like what Zach mentioned, it's uh, definitely not uncommon for them to call you like when they're ready for you to set post.
0: Yeah, you you have weeks in your notes. I've seen it be less.
1: Yeah, I the, I intentionally skipped that think- weeks part because <laughs> remember I wrote this whole thing in like 37 seconds. I With think my keyboard my first, was smoking.
0: I think my first well my first like emergency if you will you know kind of freak out or stressful moment was a contractor emailed and called and I was here uh the first person in the office that morning so I had no one to bounce any of this off of and it was like under the pretense or pretext or my assumption however that went that we had already committed to be on site and were kind of i dropped the ball and so they're like where are you guys mm-hmm. you know so i'm freaking out i don't know anything about the job got no information and it and but it was that case where it was like they had assumed they actually had yet to sign a contract but they assumed <laughs> they
1: had remembered they hadn't the, even signed the contract they ass- and they were calling wanting to know where as- we were
0: they assumed that they had sent the contract i guess that was that same guy that had contract like the first in the time mail. he
1: was supposed to call someone he couldn't figure out how to use the phone that time <laughs>
0: But, yeah, so that was a – where are you? Get your butt out here right now. We got to get yep. this thing done. Everybody's complaining, and it's time to get something done over here. And I was like, oh, So gosh, it okay, it well.
1: doesn't – understand, like, it doesn't always happen like that, though. I mean, we kind of – you remember the horror stories, but you don't remember the ones where people are, you know, communicate well, and they uh, they're they're reasonable and understanding whenever they call you. Like, right, I know right. it's going to take you a few weeks to get here. I just want to go ahead and get on your schedule, that kind of stuff. So – Most of them are pretty reasonable, but some of them are
0: are not so much. And like you mentioned, we can take some fault too. I mean, it's not – if I just waited on this one job that I got a bunch of posts that have to be cut – these are four-by-four steel posts, some of which are quarter wall. If I just waited till they wanted me out there to order the – quarter wall there's a significant amount of handling time the delivery time yeah. short
1: coating all of the posts and coding, everything
0: it's not like uh, some pickets or some fence panels yeah. i mean to hang and coat these giant posts takes significantly takes more labor way so.
1: longer than we would have thought before we were in the powder coat business. right
0: so when the first day yeah. i went on site and met and they said we're doing some some grade work and uh, site work over here I started getting some posts ready just because I know the day's coming so yeah. but there are some times when I think I got a little while longer than I have and so you know my uh, inefficiencies in planning are are part of the scheduling issue you know
1: hey is that job a,
0: a guardian fence or whatever name we decided to call that <laughs> we've been calling it guardian and I guess we're going to go with it yeah so that's our like our memphis uh mfc manufacturing it's our uh it's like a I high security kind of i want to call it something cool you know it's our, but it's like our featured product basically um, it's on the top is, of our website elaria hates the picture but it's there <laughs> it's um uh, it's the one that really sparked the idea to get into the manufacturing it's one of the ones that it was a profile that we had been requested numerous times to supply. Um, and it was not commercially available. So we designed yeah, so it, and built it, it. actually was like a
1: hybrid of like three different prefab manufacturers drawings that they had just like right. taken pieces of and put together. And
0: so I, it's cool that you were able to formulate that, design that and put that into, you know, bring it to life. And now yeah. we produce that. And, uh, so it's a cool product, but yeah, so four by four, um, uh, 11 gauge line post and it's all what like inch and three quarter by inch and three quarter form three channel quarter by inch and three quarter one eighth form channel we tried three sixteenths it was just really difficult to form punch the holes or it, the manufacturing part proved to be just, a little difficult it was hard it was a little bit mm. open, unnecessary uh one by one 14 gauge square tube picket with the Bent top and press point yeah. and all that. With the yeah. climb deterrent bend at the top. And hey, I mean very similar. That's, that's good. Climb deterrent. I like yeah. that. That's what I've been using lately. So good job. Yeah, that's one thing. Um that's anti-climb. Oh, Anti climb kind of says something that's not. Yeah. It sounds like you can't climb it. Where in climb deterrent it's, to me climb it,
1: deterrent is a good word. Right. It just it's a little resistant, right? But it's still
0: possible. Make you think twice about trying to climb it. Yeah, right?
1: I personally wouldn't. I'm doing good. To well, and the they do though.
0: market the anti-climb uh product, which is typically that like half by some other two, people the mesh, yeah, the yeah mesh that's right. stuff. Yeah, so, so sorry, scratch that. It's okay. I don't. I mean, we're doing what we're doing. So yeah. um All right. So the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So hint. Just to wrap that, tidy that up. When. Moment that I called, they were doing dirt work. I said, Let me get these things going because I know someday they're going to have us come out there and I want to be ready. I don't want to be caught with, oh crap, and who knows, might experience a material shortage or labor lull in that moment and not be able to get them done. So, um, I had another kayaking incident. (laughs) I made it to work, it didn't impact (laughs) my ability to do my job, nor Kayak blind upside on an upside down kayak across the rapids of the Wolf River. The rapids. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's don't tumultuous. even think rapids.
1: It's maybe just it's a water flowing a over big rocks. It's but some I mean ripples in the water. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, so I, I can't speak to it. But the I main cannot,
0: thing is that it's water flowing over jagged rocks. Right. Which in a boat is way. not a big deal. Out of the boat, it's not cool at all yeah so you know that's the main thing um
1: so uh like i said most of your superintendents and project managers and stuff like that they're most of them are going to be reasonable and kind of work with you and i will tell you like immediately a lot of times we want to respond and say man these people want us here to out there tomorrow and we've been waiting on them for two years that's our fucking job it doesn't matter like if they you know you we keep getting marked explicit (laughs) Oops! I so, off. so I don't care. So I don't Alyssa, my, I don't care Alyssa tells me that uh, she's got like explicit blocked on her iTunes deal because she plays the iTunes music a lot with the kids in the car. Sure, and she said she can't listen to our podcast. Alyssa's Dan's blocked.
0: wife, so his wife and kids <laughs> yeah. can't watch the podcast because I said one f word. Yep. So Apple just blocked us for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we talked about this at the beginning. I said, "How much of a filter do I need to exercise?" <laughs> and it was. 70 <laughs> percent yeah whatever uh, well i'm using a lot of i mean i'm gonna run out of filter by by the end of this year so you'll get to see f- <laughs> you'll get to filter <laughs> zach yes get let me get like three hours of sleep a couple nights in yeah. a row and come in sleep deprived it's gonna be on right maybe the funniest show yet <laughs> yep
1: so we uh we try to stay in the loop with people as the
0: job is progressing but you know they
1: have weekly on-site contractor meetings that all the subs that are kind of working on the site <laughs> most of the time. Yes. And i just well, kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, most, most of the subs that are working on the site or like coming up to or, you know, about to start work on it. We'll, we'll go to these meetings. We can't go sit in a meeting. that's three hours long every week for two years, waiting on it to be time to talk about fence. Right. So, the, the plan is that we kind of have that open line of communication and like they let us know a few weeks in advance so that we can start coming to the meetings and kind of get called up as to what's going on. Check out the site, all of that type stuff. Um, like I said, some are good, some are bad. Um, so then here's my, my next thing and I, we may have touched on this a little bit is I would not recommend lying about, a lead time or like your capabilities or scheduling ability or
0: anything to get a job. I, I want to plug the word integrity. Yeah. We talked about this Ethics. before. I mean, you know, yeah, we're kind of joking around, complaining a little bit, but ultimately, like, our goal is to provide maximum customer service and customer satisfaction. And part of that is showing up when they ask and showing up when we say we're going to show up. And we talked a little bit with Tony Thornton. Being professional about it. Right, right, right. So all this, you know, the complaints and the ins and outs is ultimately kind of internal for us to kind of walk through the difficulties. Um, You know, I think we both each carry a level of professionalism into the field we don't say to the why'd you call us out here again for another useless meeting but right we talked a lot with tony thornton uh, in that about some of the imp- ways to implement productivity and growing your business and all this like none of this means sh- shit to me if we're not exercising a level of integrity right you know which uh, integrity
1: and ethics man that's right it, so that's what we got to
0: remember so to lie to get the job to me is it's freaking absurd. Yep. It's absurd. Um, and I just, I can't imagine that, you know, to, to lie about one there's, you know, when you can be there, how quick you're going to be there, uh, how much the job costs and then turn around and supplement a bunch of change orders mm. in the end. Oh, wait, and, we have to dig holes. Nah, we're going to have to give you a change order for that. Like, right. So, I, I mean, mm. you know, I just, I can't imagine that, you know? And yep. so that's uh, an, as a, as an, in addition to that, not lying is like seems like the basic version of what I'm talking about. It's like real kindergarten level integrity. But as far as like, you know, professionalism uh, professionalism's concerned, answer the damn phone. If you're if you can't make it today and they call, it's easy. Suck them, it up. Answer the phone. Tell them you're not get gonna chewed it. out. Sorry, we can't
1: do it. I'm going to do my best. Don't hide. Right. Yeah, That's don't crazy. hide and, and don't, that does nothing but make it worse. Like you think if a contractor is going to be like a level three on the angry scale, whenever (laughs) you tell them you can't come, wait till you've ignored them for two or three days. Then they're going to crank it up to like eight or 10 and you're really going to hear it then. And I don't want them to be a level three on the screw
0: these guys never use them again
1: level. So So that's my next point to get to is like you lie on the front end and be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We can get that job done in 30 days and you take 60 days. Well, guess what? They're not going to call you next time. right? Right. And like, if you have that kind of honest, open conversation at the front end, I think it's
0: gonna be like a positive memory. You know, you don't want to be negative, right? So sure, and so yeah, just be forthcoming, be in contact, respond to emails quickly, respond yeah. to phone calls quickly. If you don't have an answer, I had a a friend in the business that would just wait till he had a good answer for him yeah. before he answered the phone. Oh, call. I've done all of that, like you know. Me too. Oh, and and I've been, I've called and been the guy that says I can't make it for two weeks. And they say, you can't make it any sooner than that. And then I say, oh, you know, I can make it in a week actually, (laughs) which is not true. Right. And then you show
1: up two weeks later and they're still mad.
0: Right. Yeah. Or show
1: up and do like set a
0: post. Right. Just to show up. Go out there and put some some paint on the ground. Yeah. I mean.
1: To make a showing.
0: Yeah. I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I can't stand that. I don't like that. I mean, it's a waste of everybody's time. But, but yeah, so, so have I, some ethics, have I like some morals. like
0: we're dictating how to behave on based off of our previous behavior. Right. No, right. So it's like, don't well, do that, what I used to do. That's what we're
1: doing, man. We're just right, sharing so. our experience and kind of what we've learned. And, I mean, I'll tell you, like, I was the guy that if I didn't have a good answer for him, I didn't want to confront that. And, like, I'm going to try to hide and right, all of that. Right. And I've experienced the could have been level three. Now it's level 10. <laughs> like I've experienced all of that and it is not a good path to go down. Sure. I mean, I started, you know, estimating and managing when I was pretty young and I was basically just thrown to the wolves and had to learn on my own sure. a lot of the kind of stuff. And man, it was a, uh, that, that was definitely a tough lesson to learn, but got it, got it. And uh here we are. So I've, I've actually turned down a few like pretty nice six figure jobs this year because they had unrealistic time frames expectations, and right.
0: expectations and stuff like that that we just couldn't do. Well, specifically time. I said expectation, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom.
1: And, yeah. you know, I guess they found somebody that could do it, but like I just told him on the front end, sorry, I can't do it. One of them, I had like a, maybe I sent a follow-up email or something like that to him and I think with this particular customer, I'd included some like terms and conditions kind of stuff that, you know, kind of was like redlining when I bid the job, not necessarily waiting until I had a contract or anything to try to address it. So I did it on the front end. Right. And I was like, hey, uh, this was at a university. You're going to have to give me some place to park. Like we can't park, you know, seven blocks away and carry fence panels to put them in. Right. Or and, on the main street. That's, that's right. Two lanes. wide. That's right. We would take up. The so whole they, they said whatever. they were going to allow us one parking spot. <laughs> and this was like 3000 feet of fence and various parking lots and all this stuff. And they're going to allow us one parking spot. I said, you're not going to fit a truck and trailer in one. That's not going to work. You know, so I just tried to address right. some stuff like that on the front end, address the schedule. And I was like, hey, we can't do the schedule that you wanted. Here's a realistic schedule of what we could provide. Right. And um, so they, they completely disregarded that. And they called me and they're like, hey, we're about to send you a PO. Just kind of want to let you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, cool. So I guess you saw all of the like, you know, terms and conditions for lack of better term. <laughs> uh, so I guess you saw all of that stuff and you're good with it. And they're like, "Uh, I don't know. Let me look. And they call me back the next day and they're like, "Ah, no, that's not going to work for us. We're going to mm-hmm. have to go another route. So, I mean, it hurts, and it sucks. And, I mean, we all like selling jobs, but, again, that whole uh, integrity, ethics, just be honest about it kind of thing. So, uh, next up, we got liquidated damages. So, those are fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, you uh, liquidated damages are basically, if you go, if you're not done by the completion date of the job, then you start paying a fine every day. And sometimes, the owner may impose a $50 a day fine. Sometimes they may impose a $10,000 a day fine. I bid a job earlier this year, and it was a a roadway, four-lane road. And the way they had their liquidated damages was if you had to shut a lane of the road, it was on a bridge. So if you were going to work on the bridge, you had to close one lane to be able to work there. Um, But the fines on it were $2,500 per lane per hour of the day. Wow. So, I mean, they get, some of them get crazy. Like, that's another thing you may want to look at if you're worried about the schedule even. Just kind of, you know, ch- take a look at that and see if you could, you know, live with some of that if right. worst case scenario. So, Uh, but now I think uh, we got some tips and maybe, you know, some stuff that we try to implement. We should do a better job at some of this stuff, but... I feel
0: like... Feel? No, I think. It's not a feeling. I, that's a personal thing. Sorry. But, you know, uh this is a thought that I had. And, yeah. and it's in the past six months since I've been here, I think internally we have done a significantly better job of collecting all the data and storing it in one consolidated place. Um, so that's accessible to all, uh, say, for instance, you're out of the office, they call, they say, come set the post. I know that we have it, whether or not we have a signed contract. Um, I know uh, from email history, whether we've communicated with them on a specific scheduled date. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in the past it has been a little bit looser and stuff wasn't as uh, concise or compiled as well. And I and think you don't want to tell people you're going to be there Monday and show up Thursday. But just as without far calling as, them or anything you know just, as our our helpful tip internally just to pat us on the back we've done a significantly better job in the past few months
1: yeah so we've been trying for like right. several years right takes good people it takes a good system so like that's one of the things you know we mentioned the process
0: looking for software yep. that kind of thing
1: so we're trying to trying to really step up our game that's software processes systems i guess another
0: thing really is too we've kind of slimmed down what we're doing staff so we're able to kind of function more efficiently Mm -hmm. with in only in commercial in that way um
1: yeah so we cut out residential at the end of last year for some of you who didn't catch the first couple episodes maybe but
0: Right, so it's reduced the number of salespeople and reduced the number in the number of sales
1: jobs. You know, in we general? did a pretty good bit of uh, residential jobs, and so we've cut having to worry about doing all of those jobs out to kind of focus on what we want to do here. So, right, but but I- no, I mean, I think honestly, like we've talked about all these bad things, but we do a pretty decent job, and like some areas of our business, because you know we're kind of com- compartmentalized, like some areas do better than Got others. A but I mean overall we, we do a pretty good job of like communicating with people and staying on top of things and all that it's uh, it's just every once in a while you know everyone messes up and sometimes it's our fault sometimes it's not our fault but like I said I, I think overall we do a pretty good job but I, I do have some want to get through these tips since we're we're at this hour right now so
0: I think it's our show
1: we go however long we want that's right y'all are everyone's just stranded.
0: Or not. They can hang up. You can turn it or off. whatever. I don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you're ready to be done, just close that phone. <laughs> yeah, I like y'all. And if you got to go, that's cool. Yeah. We're sorry to see you go. We're going to keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I bet you can't believe two guys who started a podcast like to talk or hear themselves talk. No. Uh, Unbelievable. I, These fucking guys.
1: I actually don't even like to hear myself for the kids. talk. There's
0: that explicit. For the kids, my
1: wife's not listening to this episode, so well,
0: now I actually we can really talk. <laughs> I don't even like
1: hearing myself talk, though. Really, it's a it's it, so it's weird. A,
0: I don't know what that even means. I, I'm not connected to the words I just said. It's a figure of speech. Oh, you're I was just d- making some fun. Yeah, okay, that's okay. all. That's all, all man. Right. Just let it go.
1: All right. So here's your tips. <laughs> so when you sell a job, go ahead, get the contract done, get the submittals done, get all of the insurance requirements, everything like that. Just get them knocked out when you sell the job. Because what you don't want to happen is you don't want to get in the situation where they say, Hey, we're ready for you to be on site. We need you here in three weeks. Da, 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 da. And you're like, uh, Wait a minute. We don't have approved submittals. I haven't turned in submittals, whatever that may be. You don't want to be in that situation. You're just going to make it worse. Um, so, Get the submittals done, get all your, you know, shop drawings, contract documents, insurance stuff, everything out of the way. And for the most part, get the contract and then the
0: submittals. Yeah, but that's... in some cases, <laughs> I might wiggle on that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, what, what was the one that you spoke about earlier? They, the the customer wanted to see a submittal in order to approve the job. So, yeah, that's, you know, you have that sometimes. That's what I was told.
1: I mean, I've had to do submittals before when I was bidding a job, right. you know, and turn it in and with in, the bid. So.
0: And that, often more applies to like the custom one-off stuff. Like typically with the big spec jobs, like that's not really a thing. They give you the specs. And, and you, then you have to do submittals that are, based are on, their specs right. and send them back to them. Yeah. And that's typically how that goes. But you know, there are the certain times when you like, for instance, the guardian fence that we talked about, you designed and, and submit to them in response to their. Do you, do you know the story of the toilet paper submittals? No, you don't. <laughs> so there was, was a saying, time when. Hold on, let's get all. I'll get quiet now. Sit down, gather around with us, around Dan's going to tell the, the story tale of the toilet paper submittals. <laughs> all right, <laughs> story time
1: with Dan. So, uh, my dad. I w- I was on the fence whether I wanted to say who did it or not, but my dad. At the same school that you're doing the segmented oh, nice. radius fence back, man, I don't know, 20 years ago or something, <laughs> they, they wanted some middles. And I don't know if the conversation was something like, hey, I don't know why you want some middles. You've drawn the fence and given it to me. That's what we're going to build. Know, I feel like there was that type of interaction that went on, kind of like what we talked about. Like, you have to redraw what they did and send it back to them for them to approve it. It
0: could go one of two ways. I mean, it could be interpreted a couple of ways. I mean, it could be kind of snarky and you might not want to say that, you know.
1: Well, he did. (laughs) And so they told him basically, like, you're going to do submittals or we're going to find somebody that will. And it kind of started off like that. So, in response, he took a roll of toilet paper and drew submittals on the toilet paper. <laughs> and so he would draw all of this stuff by hand. Like you, I think you've probably yeah, seen I've some seen, drawings. Yeah, he, he was pretty good at like drafting and all that stuff. He drew it all by hand on toilet paper and um, makes <laughs> this big cover letter to send him. And it basically is like, you know, here's your submittals. They're completely worthless. I don't know why you wanted this, but I did you a favor and put them on toilet paper. That way, when you're done reviewing the drawings that you had already drawn, you can take them to the bathroom and wipe your butt with them or something <laughs> like that. Okay, so he did true story. And I would never do that. Just for the record, I would not suggest anyone do that. But he, uh so he does this. And then I took a class that was like a blueprint reading class. I, I took three classes that were taught by the same guy. Uh, one was blueprint, one was project management, one was estimating or something like that, all through a contractor's association. And the guy who was the instructor worked for the general contractor.
0: He had the toilet paper on display? Oh, well, he didn't please. have
1: it, but... <laughs> He got to the point in the project management bit where he was talking about submittals, and he looked dead at me, and he says, <laughs> "Even if you think they're completely worthless, you have to do them." And I was like, "Man, it wasn't me." Like, but uh, anyways,
0: yeah. Uh, so wrong Dan Turbyville. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. Get all that stuff done. Uh, we're
0: a totally different company since then, right? That's right. So we're completely absolved of all that's right. The yeah. wrongdoings of our predecessor. It was
1: that other Memphis fence <laughs> company, not this one.
0: Just to just to separate ourselves from that, right? You know? Right.
1: I mean, and I, I like could I say, say dude, I might
0: want to do things like that, but again, like some level of professionality is concerned and i don't mean kissing ass but i mean like we talked about being honest but being honest with like you know a measure of respect and professionality. yeah
1: you got to maintain some professionalism because i mean that was like i don't know 10 12 15 whatever years later and uh i honestly don't know when the drawings were done i know i took those classes back in like 2008 or 9 so you know it had been a long time right and i mean it was still the guy Obviously, it was like right there in his memory, and it wasn't like the drawings weren't even sent to him. He just happened to work at the company, so they don't forget crap like that. But, um, yeah, so we talked about looking for the schedule when you bid the job, more like you know, from the perspective of is this job going to be really fast? So that's one issue, right? Can we get it done in the time frame that they want? Sometimes you just got to turn away and you know, turn the job away and go work on something else.
0: Oh, I like this next one
1: sometimes the job is super long
0: right and we so talked some, about the cash flow and all that can i afford to do this job <laughs>
1: right and so <laughs> i i had a situation in 2018 i dropped something guys wow. oh, oh the show
0: must go on wow so What's so in going,
1: 2018 man? we i signed a contract for a job and at the time, I told the contractor, the project manager, whoever I was dealing with, I said, look, we need to order this material. Will they bill for stored materials? Had I'd sent him like two or three emails. Oh, sorry. So I sent him like two or three emails, and I was like, hey, we need to bill for stored materials. We need to go ahead and get this crap ordered. The price is going to go up, da-da-da-da-da. So the guy, you know, every time was like, yeah, I need to check with the owner and make sure they're good with it, all of this stuff. Well, Fast forward a while, like two years, and someone else calls me from that company and they say, hey, uh, you know, we're about two or three months out from needing fence work. We want to make sure that you're ready, have everything. I said, "Uh, actually, no, I don't. And I immediately brought up that stored material stuff. And fortunately, I had emails that I could produce and I sent to him. The guy says, you know what? I remember that situation. I remember so-and-so talking to me about it and we never did anything about it. So what I want you to do is get a quote on the material today, send me a change order for the difference. That's pretty cool. And so it worked out, but I had emails that I could produce showing them that I tried to do it on the front end. They never told me I was allowed to do it and all of this stuff. Right. But anyway, so we signed the contract on the job in 2018 and we actually installed the job in
0: 2022. Okay. Which we did see like an unusual upturn in material cost over the course of those four years. But again, I mean, material,
1: So even if I buy, it was a chain link job. So we bought the chain link material, right? We sorted that out, but then you have concrete, right? Right. right, Then you have labor. Then in that job, I mean, we had per diem, we had fuel, we had to pay for hotel rooms, like every cost and everything had gone up
0: exponentially
1: pretty significantly over the course of that four years through COVID and everything else. So (laughs) you want to look at that schedule and you want to just kind of try to be prepared, you know? So, um, I would say open that line of communication early on, like get, you know, go ahead at the beginning of it, start talking like, Hey, you know, just want to make sure you know that uh, it's going to take us some time to get the material. Do you want us to order it now and bill for stored materials? Do we need to wait and order it later? Like, you know, kind of have those conversations early on. I would say, you know, after you get your submittals, contract insurance, all that kind of stuff done, start having conversations about that schedule. Um, Something that I've found works fairly well for like covering your butt it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot for the for the job i guess but like to cover your butt you can go ahead and make yourself a preliminary schedule and send it to them and i mean that can be something simple like hey material procurement is going to take so many weeks installation is going to take so many weeks um you know then if you're doing automation and you got all that other stuff that goes along with it just kind of like spell it out for them and send them an email and be like here i just want to make sure everybody knows kind of what schedule we're looking at some people will take that schedule and try to incorporate it into theirs to get you on site in time some people again are just kind of going to disregard it it um it all depends on you know what they're willing to do to try to work with you but i will say that if it comes back and they're like hey you've got 3 weeks to do this job and you can say look i told you it was going to take 6 like at least you have something kind of to talk about too so it's not all like kind of what we've talked about over and over. It, it's not all terrible. And it's not all about like, you know, trying to have something that you can argue with, but you want to protect yourself and you want to be prepared for what might happen. And if it only comes into play one time in your career, then it probably is going to be worthwhile. So, uh, yeah, stay in contact and, you know, as time gets closer, we talked about this job that we were supposed to be on in February and I start calling them, you know, maybe a month before. So you you want to do something like that and just kind of stay in the loop and just see what they're thinking. When do you think we might be ready to come on site? The more of that stuff you can do, the more you're going to reduce the chances of someone calling you wanting you to come out that day. Um, so if, you know, the schedule says they're going to be ready in June, start calling them in May. Start calling them in April, you know, whenever you need to start calling them to be prepared, just go ahead and do that.
0: That job it? I got the four by four posts over there for. Yeah. I don't know how long ago this was that I went out on site and, and showed them we, where to put the, we were going to set the posts in the footing. Like the gate they, post or something like that? Yeah, Well, everything. There's a big sidewalk going oh, in. They're doing right. a bunch of sidewalks. And so anywhere they're pouring concrete, they want me to set the posts in the form before they pour the concrete. Yeah. So they were two weeks. He said, it will be ready for you in two weeks. And, and I don't know how like many two months ago, I don't know how many two weeks <laughs> have gone by. Uh, So yeah, just maybe he like went, I he meant like two weeks into October, two weeks after the date in the schedule, in the contract or mm. the plans that I didn't read.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just, I mean, try to communicate and, I mean, you don't have to be overboard with it or anything, but at least just try to stay. I got to go. I got to
0: go make some phone
2: calls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I would say also make sure they have some good contact information for you. You don't want them trying to call somebody that hadn't worked here in three years. Um, You know, we run into that situation. Well, I've been emailing so-and-so. I mean, they hadn't worked here in three years, man. No wonder nobody's getting it. Um, We do like. When you get rid of an email, you know, you can have them forward over to somebody else. We try to do that. We swapped email providers, blah, 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 blah. But Anyway, sometimes it happens like they have some old email address and they're, you know, already immediately when they call, they're already mad because you hadn't even, you haven't replied to their email that you haven't even been getting. Right, right. So make sure you got, they have good contact information and they can get (laughs) in touch with whoever they need to, to be able to handle that job for them. And, uh, you know, you want to try to be ready. I mean as close as you can to when they're ready for you that again most people are reasonable so i mean you know you don't have to like drop what you're doing and go right now but i mean at least if they call and say hey we're ready then you can say all right you know we'll be there in a few days or whatever that situation may
0: be but i think a big another big part of that is not just being ready uh with materials and having your team ready to mobilize but being ready uh mentally to deal with that because that being caught off guard i mean i can easily kind of bristle at well you don't tell me when come in 24 hours later like no. we talked about and uh, it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in that that egoic part uh, and of- i mean especially
1: you're already stressed out man you got four <laughs> other jobs going on people are barking at you right. and now number five calls well, like i mean
0: we've continued to point at the like being honest and being upfront and then also the ability to just ask for, you know, what, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't have to be right then. And that's kind of my initial knee jerk responses. They're calling me now. I should be there today. Yeah, like I said, well, that's I can't how, be there tomorrow. That's how we want to react is, right. so you know, some crazy stuff like that, but. Right. So, you know, I'm learning to kind of walk through that without the, everything seeming such like an urgency or an emergency. We talked about that the other day, kind of casually we're like, doesn't it, isn't it crazy how like this job, this conversation, this fire we're putting out here seems like it's of utmost importance and urgency. This thing we're doing right now is the most important thing on earth. And then I don't even remember what that conversation was about. So I,
1: I actually had a conversation with somebody that was a little bit different than that today, but it was kind of along those same lines. And uh, they were talking about something that happened a year ago and like they had skipped grandparents day. Right. Because they had something important going on. They weren't able to go and all that. I said, what were you doing? Who knows? And like, so that important, right? (laughs) Similar to what you're saying, you know, tell me what you were, what fires you were putting out six months ago. Like odds are you can't now. I mean, if it's a forest fire, you're gonna remember sure, that. Sure. But the One you that know, changed
0: the, the face of the earth as we that's know it. Right. right. But the
1: the stuff that we normally deal with on a day to day basis that seems like something crazy, like it's, uh, you know, in two weeks it's gonna be, a ancient history at
0: that point, and you've so moved on to fight offering, some other fight. We're offering words of wisdom. If uh, right. maybe Alaria can make this into a cool uh, illustration. We'll do the like, Dan's words of wisdom. Isn't there like
1: a pose of a dude on a statue, kind of like this?
0: Oh, yeah, the thinker. Yeah. There we go. Huh.
1: <laughs> His picture of him in the statue. Uh, yeah, we should use that. <laughs> so, uh, that also... Might
0: get down, huh? It's yeah. already explicit. You why know what why I'm are you saying? not...
1: I can't hear you.
2: <laughs> that picture might get taken down if I use it.
1: Oh, Probably. <laughs> It definitely would would uh
0: not. It's be. my it's my Facebook profile picture is it? right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. I look so happy. I look so happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, You're gonna. You have were pretty
1: people. excited, and I was like in the middle of this a walkway of ten thousand people, I and I'm like, I, I can't the... believe we're doing this.
0: <laughs> I, can you?
2: Wait, so that was idea. Oh yeah. Oh, I figured that. Okay.
0: Yeah, take a picture of me doing this to the statue. Yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, good idea.
1: <laughs> so uh, you can see it It was a naked statue. You saw his hands, like a naked dude statue. You saw his hands, so you, don't think you can matters. use your imagination. But, uh... It was
2: Michelangelo, by the way. Was it really? Yeah, it was a replica, yeah. Oh, uh,
1: okay.
2: I mean, it was the David by Michelangelo. David, yeah. right? I, David thought Michelangelo,
1: David. Yeah. I thought it was
0: David. I thought it was David. We didn't see all of it, I yeah. don't think. How we got off track with statue what were you're going to do something about the thinker which is not that statue or no 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 no. that's going to be our at new, which point i said i new, touched uh, his penis our new profile picture
1: <laughs> yeah and like a secret <laughs> hey, come here. all right um one more thing if anyone is actually still listening to this so uh i like to know the deadline whenever i'm going to start a you know, when they call me and they're like, Hey, we're going to be ready for you in a few weeks. All right, cool. We'll be ready in a few weeks, but how much time do we have? Right. You know, I, I try to have that conversation then cause I don't want to just think we're like just, uh, you know, getting the job done, but we're not like out here working 80 hour weeks or anything. And then all of a sudden they call you and they're like, Oh, you got to be done in three days. You know? So that's another thing that'll happen with your schedule. Like try to know the deadline of how long do you have to actually do the job? Cause again, like we've talked about, the fence is going to be one of the last things. And we we're talking
0: about doing this at like first contact. That's when nah, we we're talking about finding this. Not
1: that, well, I mean, you could, but I don't pretty
0: early on in the project.
1: No, I'm saying like when they call me to come out on site. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when I like to ask yeah, them when yeah, the yeah, deadline yeah, yeah. is. That way I kind of have an idea of like how hard do we need to go after this thing to try to get it done in uh, whatever period of time we have. So it's cool when they're like, oh, you got two months to do it and it's, you know, a job that's going to take a
0: week then you know you got plenty of time but if they say it's going to take just two wait months till they call you next time that's right <laughs> you know you can ignore <laughs> if you've them learned anything times. from the show you just don't answer the call and wait till they call you back and yeah, then email and then the whole team no hierarchy given- from the contracting company calls and
1: First, got to give them the wrong name and email address, so they're emailing somebody that hadn't worked here in 10 years. Right, to buy yourself some time. That's right. That's what it really is. Oh,
0: you're emailing Bob. No one has actually left the company. We just change email addresses.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and names. That way, when they call and someone answers the phone, they're like, hey, I need to talk to Bob. (laughs) Not Uh, me. There's no Bob here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, so don't do that. That's the end of my list.
0: I think deadline is the perfect word to end this podcast. I know.
1: With. Didn't I do good? Yeah, that I was lived pretty solid. The deadline until the very last thing. If I didn't thing.
0: goof off too long, when I think I kind of extended the kayaking story beyond its. You're like twenty necessity. minute kayak story. Yeah. I, that, <laughs> I mean, I give the public what they want. That's right. That's you know. That's hey, what I'm saying. speaking of which public if anybody's paid any attention, there was no traffic on the Wolf River during the kayaking experience, <laughs> just in case
1: it what what is it what was it
0: uh it was like terrible in the
1: sickening way <laughs> <laughs> um anyways, so uh Speaking of public, if anyone out there has any suggestions of things you would like to hear us talk about. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. We should probably lead with that, not do it at the very end, an hour and 20 minutes later. But maybe next time, maybe we can remember to kind of start off like, hey, what do you want us to talk about? Um, I do. I promise we're going to get to the whole, like, how do you go find a job to bid? We'll get to that. But the way I operate is I'm going to tell you the things you need to be aware of before you bid a job.
0: Right, that's the whole idea. Right,
1: so we talked about cash flow, we're talking about scheduling, uh, you know, we've got several more episodes that'll come along like that with kind of this warning stuff, and then, uh, I don't even know if
0: warning is the right word, awareness. Oh, this- we got some guests coming up. Yep. Can I... Nope. divulge any of that Nope. i want to tell them what they're gonna get to see oh you're gonna want to tell them what people. they're gonna win well we've already told them <laughs> the bankers coming the bankers coming the,
1: the bankers insurance. coming and insurance insurance guy. people <laughs> <laughs> who else did I Boring. Put you have the schedule <laughs> who else is in there um i don't i don't have it open I don't remember who else is coming. I've uh you know, I've been like I've been, I said, uh, emailing Grant Cardone every week trying to get him to come I on. I like that. Yeah. So he uh, if anybody has ever heard this story, Grant Cardone he like called his wife once a week for eighteen months, asking her out on a date before she ever agreed to go on a date with him. So Some I'm trying call to call that illegal. Yeah, it's <laughs> might be a little creepy, but so I decided I was gonna uh, you know, steal something out of his playbook. And so I just send an email to the same email address every week. And I, they for sure have reported me as junk by now, or they've made a rule that just automatically deletes it, but I'm going to try it and we'll see change what happens. Email addresses
2: yeah, if guess who, that's okay.
1: But for what? For
0: email and <laughs> stalking. <laughs> uh... Yeah. we we'll just change email addresses. is yeah. that what we've been talking about? If that's we've right. learned anything from this show. It's just, when in doubt change email yeah
1: just send it from another send it from bob's email address it'll be all right so uh but trying to get some people from fence companies
0: been working on that a little bit i Um, like that if we got viewers from other fence companies it doesn't matter what level you're in i mean obviously owners and Management are cool, but oh, I mean, we I don't think, mind installers and estimators. Any old body, really. I think
1: anybody from like a commercial. I, ideally, what I want to try to get is somebody from like a, you know, pretty well-established commercial fence sure. company and maybe have them come on and just talk about like their processes
0: and, you know, their procedures and maybe some of the software that they're using and things like that. I'm down to just party with some installers. I'm not yeah. far from a post hole digger myself, so I wouldn't mind having some Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs>
1: <of guys laughs> I mean, we're not, on here. we don't care who it is. For sure. Any yeah. anybody, anywhere. Right, right, right. So <laughs> anybody, please. <laughs> now nah, um, I'm trying to get uh like a construction manager guy that I know trying to get him to come on. Cool. Trying to get uh we there's a, there's another like consultant kind of person that I've been talking to a little bit. Cool. So we we got some things working with some guests. Um I think right now, I don't know what day you're gonna be hearing this. But today's date is September seventh, and we're going to. Uh, I think we're we're scheduling like late October right now. Yeah, we're. I think the next day that I'm trying to schedule somebody is like October nineteenth. So yeah, we we got some stuff lined up. We got a. Oh, we have a Kenny's coming on.
0: Yes.
1: For the the next meet the team that'll That's be. It's gonna be fun. That'll be Kenny.
0: Long term Memphis that. fence employee, yeah, long like time,
1: lifelong fence guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he's worked here for a long time, twenty plus or twenty ish. Yeah, he's completely gone through the ranks. Yep. Well, almost. He hasn't taken no, my job he, yet,
0: but like, oh, uh, well, I, I'm looking I over my never, shoulder. He never uh, sw- swing bladed gl- grass. Uh, he didn't. He didn't use. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell you a story about it. Let's ask his version yeah. of the swing blake and grass story. Yeah.
1: I'm just like sitting here holding my my boom and wiggling cool. it
0: around. Boom, boom. All right. I think we're done. Can we be yeah, we are we done? Good. I uh everybody, thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks for, for watching. watching. Thanks for liking. Please like, subscribe, tell your parents, your friends. I'll try not to cuss so much if your mom watches.
1: Hey, if you're in Belgium, Brussels,
0: Belgium, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. That's cool. Thanks a lot. And uh if you wanna if you wanna talk to us,
0: just call us. Powerhood.